Hi everyone, and welcome to another Four Banana podcast episode. Today's episode, we'll be talking about lockdown and our thoughts on this pandemic right now. So, what's one thing everyone misses the most due to being locked down in your house? So, for people who are listening around the world, lockdown is the same as stay-at-home orders and circuit breakers. So, we'll just start off this topic with the primary thing that everyone kind of misses. Yeah. So, hands down, hundred percent. Just doing any activity with friends could be. Yeah, I don't really care about the activity itself. It's just more about the company and who you do it with. Yeah, I think I think, yeah, just just hanging out with friends. It's just so different, right? Compared to you know, talking to them online or you know, it's just yeah. It's, I I would say that human presence is very very vital to keeping the overall psychology working. Yeah, it's absolutely for like mental health. I think conversing with people outside of your home, you know, if you live with your parents or if you live with your roommates, just having a wider social circle definitely has its benefits. And I totally understand where Jeff's coming from at the moment now in Sydney, where we're in lockdown. Um, just to reduce risk, I haven't really gone outside for food or for like the usual things that I'd go out and grab like bubble tea. So like my list right now of things I want to enjoy with friends is just increasing and increasing. Even these days, like like just being on like sorry, having like a conference call with your friends on Zoom or whatever is like <laughs> not enough anymore. <laughs> Need that physical interaction. I mean, it get definitely gets repetitive, right? Like every every day, you know, you wake up, you're in your room, you're you're kind of you know working in your room, you game in your room. Everything is done within your room. Like you just need a change of environment. And I think that's the primary thing that everyone is missing,、mm. especially being able to you know travel, you know try out different foods, you know things that activities that、uh, that require you to actually go outside. And that's actually a large portion of how people just generally interact.、Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like whenever I do a different activity. <laughs> Try to segregate it.、Um, so my room,、I、try to not use it as much, but I still end up doing that. <laughs> yeah, as you said, work, game is still in the room, but I try to eat out or exercise in the lounge room or something. Speak speaking of eating, I think I miss a lot of eating outside at restaurants, like the general atmosphere. You know the chatter. Laughter inside restaurants, as well as you know, just the table service. Like ordering takeout is just different; just doesn't doesn't feel the same.、Oh, you sound like one of those guys who enjoys the whole table service, like where they come over and like, "How was your meal today, sir?"、Uh, you know, do you <laughs> pour you some water? Maybe like refold your napkin. <laughs> maybe not to that extreme, but yeah, the ambience of just interacting with、yeah. other people. Like I, fe- I, I, I feel like after this whole lockdown. Scenario, as well as you know, just the pandemic around the world. I I definitely feel more anxious、oh, yeah. when there's heaps of people in restaurants now, because like I definitely just feel cautious about like everyone else. You know,、uh, just the general density within the restaurant. I just need to make sure that I'm safe because, like like a lot of people、uh, our age, you know, that we, we a lot of us haven't been able to take the vaccine yet. So everyone's definitely a lot more cautious now. Yeah, absolutely. Like. Prior to COVID, everyone in restaurants would be sitting so shoulder to shoulder, right? And some restaurants they try and cram you in as much as possible.、Um, I don't know if you guys, you guys remember、um, 
what's that restaurant called? Uh, Chinese noodle restaurant in in the city. Like they they literally just cram <laughs> you in. Like That's you so have cool. like a table That's of fair. like for four, and they're like, all right, the ten of you, you'll sit here, and it's like everyone's just squished. And I can't imagine <laughs> like in in this day and age now with the pandemic that even if people uh, like a country's doesn't really have COVID going on, I can't imagine them doing that because people would be so uncomfortable, especially like stra- having strangers so close by. I, I think I think for all of us, all of us, it's primarily the social a- interactions that we kind of yeah. miss, right? Like it's funny because we we kind of know all know that Jeff is an <laughs> introvert, but it's affecting introverts as well, right, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, you are correct. So in the Maya Briggs test, I'm eighty percent introverted, right? And always thought that I could do without socializing. So when the first lockdown happened, right, I was like, yeah, it is all right. I can, I can do it. I didn't even need to really talk to anyone at all. But as I found out slowly during, as the lockdown got longer and longer, I started getting really tired and feeling really irritated and frustrated. I didn't know why, but it just, it got really got on my Mm. nerves. And then, one day we just decided, hey, let's do a video call. Like, I haven't mm-hmm. seen each other in ages. We do that. And then all that frustration just went away. So I realized like, yeah, I'm introverted, but I really <laughs> do need that social. Oh, it's funny you mentioned that. Like, so I'm, I'm like more 60% extroverted. So a bit more on the other side of the scale. And I, I, I agree. Those video calls at the beginning were quite nice, especially when lockdown first started a week in, two weeks in. Um, but now I feel they're just not good enough. Like, it, it, it just doesn't have the same effect anymore. And um, even like when we when I do exercise with, with my friends, like we might do a hit uh, session during lunch over Zoom. And it's still not the same as opposed to like, for example, on the weekend, I went and played tennis with a friend and just being outdoors and with a person physically was so different. I think probably because you can see each other struggling and you can actually more like relate. Whereas over the screen, it's a bit hard. Sometimes you might have four people on a call and then three people are trying to speak at the same time. It's just, it's not the same, at least for me anymore. Yeah, like we're trying to make sure that you don't talk over each other, right? <laughs> that's always that's always the hard part about video, video calls, eh? <laughs> yeah. And like, not, not just the friend aspect, even for work, right? It, it gets really annoying. Mm. I remember when we have meetings and stuff just as you said andrew we talk over each other and it does, it's, just, it's just not as efficient mm. as just being in person yeah right? where you can you, there's social cues where you know who can talk next or whatever yeah I, I, or who wants to talk who wants to speak up yeah definitely i think we're lacking the general social cues and the social interactions just in general because of this overall lockdown absolutely guys i mean even as we're recording our this app we're doing we're obviously doing it separately and it can be a bit tough sometimes trying to work with each other when you're not physically in front of each other mm-hmm. especially especially when like it's, it's it's hard with all the cameras and different sorts of setups oh. and the microphones and everything logistics right <laughs> we're just <boons. laughs> so how long have people been in lockdown around the world? Do you, have you guys heard of much? In Australia, well, I only know because we're living in Australia. <laughs> I guess in Sydney, we were pretty lucky to have been locked down from around like mid-March to mid-May. So 
that was 2020, so that was for around three months. And even just those three months felt like six months, in all honesty. Like, I, I know colleagues, like work colleagues based out of Melbourne, like who have definitely had it worse, right? Mm. They, they had really strict lockdown rules as well as, you know, it was a really long period for them. I wouldn't be surprised if it was up to like six months. Um, I'm, I'm not full sure, but like, I wouldn't be surprised. It just felt like it went on for ages. Um, and then, yeah, right now, right now we're in a lockdown in Sydney. Let's just hope it doesn't come to that as well. Melbourne has definitely had it a lot tougher than we've had it in Sydney. You know, they've had four lockdowns since the pandemic began and their longest lockdown was more than 100 days. We're only about like, I don't know, three weeks, a month in, but who knows like how much longer this will get extended. And I swear, I feel, I, I, I do feel really bad for them because I swear every time they have a lockdown, we don't have a lockdown. But when we have a lockdown, they have a lockdown. It's like they just, they just cannot escape it. But, hmm. I, I think even currently that they're, they're going back into lockdown, right? Yep, they are. Uh, I think just for yeah. a couple yeah. of days, just because I mean they've they've mm. they've experienced it so many times, right? So they're very um proactive on trying to have a quick short lockdown so that they can just kind of go back to normal normal again. But yeah, it's kind of unfortunate for them though because <laughs> their lockdown is caused by you know New South Wales not handling it well with our lockdown uh-huh. and you know some removalist company mm. went over to melbourne right oh yeah <laughs> and that's how they got the cases so they're experiencing lockdown because of our or, <laughs> you know unrestricted lockdown <laughs> yeah it's like yeah it, it is it is very very unfortunate um but what's happened has happened i mean we can only try to cope cope with it at this point in time yeah and like honestly have a thought for like people overseas i think australia has had it quite well because people in like toronto canada they were unable to have a meal in a restaurant for over a year and if you compare that to paris and london they were about 260 days where they just couldn't go out have a meal and they just had to get takeaway all the time so speaking of you know how you missed the whole restaurant experience i can't imagine how Mm. you'd if you'd survive for a year (laughs) <laughs> that, yeah that that's why i'm not there right <laughs> that, but, but that, that's crazy about toronto like, i wouldn't yeah I, I can't even imagine like this whole year just being in lockdown like because i i remember very vividly the first restaurant i went to right after lockdown and it was just this korean restaurant at lidcombe <laughs> right it's just like this small korean restaurant and it just felt really nice, like that food. And I think it was because it was been a while since I've eaten outside mm. food. And just outside cooking quality is just a bit different, as well as the atmosphere. It was just so much better. But like, I hope, like, I want, hopefully these businesses are doing okay during this like really, really tough time. Because, yeah, it's just, it's just really hard for people to uh, even order food online right now because of all the logistics and everything and people are just scared of takeaway you know mm. um always also spreading spreading the overall pandemic itself now, funny enough though um my friend in melbourne he owns a biz- bingsu business so his business actually does really well during lockdowns and that's because he took his business online like so he he gave delivery services to a specific area whenever there's a lockdown 
So it's like for that week, people can vote for a certain postcode where you can they can deliver to. And once that postcode oh. is the most popular and gets unlocked, they deliver to that area specifically. Oh wow, that's that's like um, so that's very smart actually. It's like a very exclusive sort of club. Like everyone kind of creates that general hype, right? And the limited edition exactly. style. So they created hype from that, oh. and logistically, they all their drivers only need to go to that area, right? Oh, wow. so they make it in batches and then deliver it all in one go. Oh wow, that's and that that's really smart actually. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if if, if they yeah, like as you said, they did they performed actually better during lockdown in comparison to before where people had to actually go to their restaurant. Yeah, yeah. It's tough on the workers, but mm. um it's well it's good for the business. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of interesting that you say they perform better. So Bingsu, right, is like shaved ice and they put in like some sweets and sometimes they put in cakes and a whole bunch of like it's 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 basically a dessert right but it's mostly shaved ice so it makes me think these people who order them they they're better they're probably thinking i reckon they do you know if they they must have delivered like close by then because i was thinking if it melts or if it starts to melt it wouldn't be as nice so they'd have to be pretty quick and the people ordering it would know how they'd have to consume it like as soon as possible uh, it's stored in those coolers, right? Really thick styrofoam ah, okay. boxes to keep. Ah, yeah, styrofoam. Yeah, that would yeah. make sense. The same thing when you like, if you order like a liter of ice cream from Messina or something, mm. right? They put they put like three different flavors in those styrofoam cups, mm. or boxes. Yeah, it's like that. Oh, okay, yeah, that 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 would make sense. That would make sense why they can still deliver to different areas. Yeah, and the toppings are. Uh, different uh, in different boxes ah, okay. mm-hmm. not inside the container so you add it yourself fresh okay yeah okay so I guess definitely the lockdown has affected a lot of businesses back in 2020 especially in 2021 now as well so I get like just wondering like what's everyone's experiences right now so far with lockdown and has anyone you know learned anything from it or you know done anything differently in terms of experiencing and coping with lockdown the first lockdown for us in sydney at least felt like ages ago and it's interesting because we were planning this episode i had to look back through my google photos and my google maps timeline just to remember what i even did because it's almost i think eight months to a year ago and after refreshing my memory I saw that I was pretty good in the first lockdown in terms of doing extracurriculars. So I bought a paint by numbers, which is like, it's a painting and they have all these different numbers with that correspond to colors and you kind of just fill in the gaps and it comes out pretty good. Um, I also worked outdoors on my laptop and I did some time-lapse photography just to kill time. That does sound really interesting actually. <laughs> but then again, we all know that you're the, I'm the hobby you're guy. The hobbies guy right? like, <laughs> you, you have all these different other activities to keep yourself occupied. <laughs> this is the way. God damn. Yeah, for me, when I look back, I, I didn't really have any photos <laughs> except for photos I took from my balcony. To the outside. Is this the difference of a 80% introvert and a 60% extrovert? <laughs> uh, probably. Possibly. 
Uh, yeah, I think like the first lockdown for me felt a bit surreal because we could like work from home so easily, and it gave us a lot of time, a, a lot of time back in our day, mm. um, and like that extra amount of time definitely felt really good because I could do a lot more other stuff, uh, other hobbies, you know, just game a bit more, you know, just start learning other hob, uh, you know, reading those sorts of things. But it didn't, it also didn't feel as strict as this second lockdown. It was definitely more tense uh, back in the first lockdown, though, because, like, vaccines weren't developed yet, you know, mm. medical professions were still trying to figure out what was actually happening, but there was definitely a lot more free time, so I, I got into more reading and gaming, actually. Oh, yeah? Like, uh, what sort of books? Are you, like, physical books or are you, like, e-books? Well, uh, I was reading more physical books initially. And then Kindles recently. So I read like a lot of self-improvement books like Ikigai, you know, Zero to One, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, you know, those <laughs> sorts of books. And then I, I know a lot of games actually came out during lockdown um, to cure people's boredom and just cope with it, right? Yeah, dude, like all these popular online games came about during the lockdown period, like, like Among Us, right? That was such a huge hit and everyone was playing it and streaming mm-hmm. it and... I think uh, Animal Crossing as well, like on the Switch that came out as well during that time. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that like Animal Crossing, like it, it became so popular. I'm quite sure oh, I wouldn't be surprised if like Nintendo just created a limited edition <laughs> Animal Crossing style um, Nintendo Switch just to you know um, uh, carry the general hype right behind Animal Crossing at that period of time. Like it became so popular. Even even that there was like even a mobile game on Animal Crossing for the people that didn't have a Nintendo. Oh Switch. really? Um, so so it was it was definitely getting really really popular because everyone was just stuck at home and they wanted to mimic that sort of living living outside kind of thing. Yeah, it released at the right time. Um, but talk about Among Us though, like, uh, it wasn't a new game. I think it was very. It was a stale game. I mean, it wasn't very popular for two years or something. Oh, and then some people got bored and played it on Twitch, and it, and it blew up. Oh, so it was a new okay. game. Yeah, but Animal Crossing just came at an extremely, extremely <laughs> good time. Yeah, the the timing timing was just right. Exactly. <laughs> For me, uh, working from home during the lockdown, like at first, it was very good. Because because there was no commute time to work, right? Mm. So you could get more sleep, you could get more exercise, you could game more in place of those commute times. Um, so overall, in the beginning, it was an improved lifestyle. Um, but I said only in the beginning, right? Because I think as we discussed earlier in this episode, the mental health kind of starts sliding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we get we get trapped in the same space, extended period of time, and yeah, as we said before, that that physical inter- that physical social interaction is just not there. I mean, initially, once we realized it's going to be hard to connect with friends, like we kind of connected for other hobbies. Like I remember calling actually Jeff, Ginny, and Dom. Um, last year just to do like 30 minute workouts um like oh like those planks and crunches we're doing virtually oh that was so hard it was it was no joke i did not enjoy those workouts in all honesty i prefer my own cardio oh yeah do you remember that jeff yeah of course i remember man 
<laughs> also know you remember it because yep you had a really hard time just <laughs> from the look on your face when you were doing those workouts <laughs> they were pretty tough like especially the core ones i think core is like my weakest i i and we did like different days for different body parts right mm. and every day every week when the core day came around i was like oh damn it i hate this <laughs> well there's only a one pack developing over here like <laughs> like that, i really that. really do not like those workouts i'd much rather do sports uh so once lockdown's out like i would much rather do do sports externally absolutely yeah but that was a very good period of time i think i mean even though they were really <laughs> hard on our bodies i guess it I mean, there was a schedule involved, which made us more disciplined into what we need mm. to do during the lockdown. Yeah, I, I think now we're all just turning around, right? <laughs> we just yeah, kind of gave up on that exactly. overall workout. My body <laughs> went from strawberry to pear. <laughs> to pear. <laughs> well, I mean, like we did have a good, what, eight months to a year of pretty much norm normality, freedom, right? And that's why we went back into roundness. And... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it almost felt like a natural yeah, rhythm yeah. again like yeah like like we we actually got out of lockdown quite soon actually considering the general time frame now that we think about it yeah yeah i mean it was a different variant right like mm. it was only about three weeks a month ago that we got the delta one and that's that's the scary mm. one which pretty much led us into mm. the our second lockdown so this time it's a lot more serious due to the Delta variant uh, being a lot more rapid amongst the community. I can definitely see it, like with the, all the locations popping up on New South Wales Health a lot faster. Um, it started off in the Bondi area, then it kind of became more prevalent around the Western Sydney area as well. But the thing that was very interesting that a lot of people were complaining about, especially the minority groups inside communities in Western Sydney, was the fact that, like, during this period of the second lockdown, um, there's a lot more police enforcement in the Western Sydney areas as composed uh, as compared with the initial Bondi cluster. And uh, everyone was like just really displeased with this fact, right? Because there were like, you know, enforcement helicopters around the Western suburbs just flying everywhere, you know. And yeah, a, lo a lot of people in those areas were definitely getting annoyed about this difference in attitude between people in Bondi as compared with the people in Western Sydney area. There's definitely a lot of, um, I know there's a lot of memes coming out. So there's this uh, satirical, uh, I guess, article or newspaper, whatever you want to call them, but they're called Batuta Advocate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're just mm -hmm. always like bashing uh, the Premier, bashing ScoMo, who's our Prime Minister. And it is pretty funny seeing, like, I remember one of the memes was about how they treat the Bondi cluster. So, in the, for the Bondi cluster, mm -hmm. they had, like, this cute little police dog, and it was, like, people were, like, petting it. And then, the on, uh -huh, on, uh -huh. on the flip side, you have the Western Suburbs, and it's, like, full right squad gear people, like, ready ready to, to, to pounce. But, <laughs> but <Okay. laughs> like, in all seriousness, there is, uh, I think, unfairness going around. So... I don't know if you guys heard, but students at St. Joseph's, or not all students, but I think it was the senior year and um, a certain few classes, they got they got the approval to get the Pfizer jab. And then the, the government was like, oh no, guys, it was just a mistake. 
And I just think that is kind of interesting. I'm kind of thinking, whose kid is in those classes? Like, they've, they've pulled some strings to get it right. Yeah. So, yeah, like, like this just difference in behavior just kind of makes people slowly question what's actually happening uh, with the government organizing all this. Like, you know, definitely not discounting their efforts. I'm sure they're trying to keep it under control as much as they can. And we uh, definitely are. <laughs> are uh, definitely, we are trying to. They, they, they are trying to, you know, yeah. um, do do what they can. Um, but yeah, like like things like this makes like the general community sometimes lose confidence, right? In into how they're organizing everything. Yeah, bit bit of mixed messaging, but I guess especially since it's the Delta variant, right? They're they're clamping down, and uh, I honestly I haven't really left the house for about three weeks three four weeks now aside from you know just going around the block uh for a walk slowly going in insane i feel from the second lockdown <laughs> but thankfully i've re- rediscovered like group workouts uh taking my laptop out into the backyard for some sun but on the flip side i've also definitely picked up a lot of hours of gaming and watching netflix lockdown 2.0 hits different for me i mean i'm getting fatigued from just staying at home uh, like the workouts, man, I don't even have the discipline to do that anymore. It's like my brain is just like deteriorating. Oh no, <laughs> not very good. Um, I I should try doing some of the activities that you're doing. Yeah, just for sanity's sake. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Andrew, I'm gonna have to disagree with you for you saying that the government is doing the best they can. I don't think they are. <laughs> they haven't done a really. They haven't done a good job at all. I mean, this two point right? Like, it, it keeps extending. What was meant to be two weeks is now. We don't. We don't even know. We don't even have a timeline of when it could be in control. Mm-hmm. And that's because the lockdown wasn't very strict at all, right? They say, "Oh, it's a lockdown," mm-hmm. but every single shop all the retail mm. selling clothes you know gucci versace and all that is still still remain remained open mm. until the third week yeah that, like that that is true like i think i think the general messaging is they're, they're trying to please too many parties mm. like they're, they're, there's too there's, there's too many um parties that are involved and they're trying to make sure that they don't step on anyone's toes but to yeah to, to fully keep it under control like as controversial as it sounds, like lo- like the Melbourne lockdown was like really bad. Like a lot of businesses suffered, I'm sure. Um, but I think I think in terms of keeping it under control, uh, for uh, like for example, this Delta variant. Well, uh, hopefully Melbourne Melbourne is keeping it under control because of the stricter measures, right? And, and compared with the one um, here in Sydney, I think the difference with Melbourne is they had strict controls. People people were in hard lockdown, right? No shops could be open, unlike us. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they weren't given packages to work with, right? No one had, like, businesses and workers who couldn't work didn't have ah, um, yep. those packages yep. well, uh, from from the like, government. Like, all, mm-hmm. like, like in all honesty, I feel like I feel like if the if the government just says people to be you know a, a lot more mandatory to wear face masks that will just change the whole like scene a lot more because like i I'm, I'm just sensing a general pattern where it's just like oh um we're out of lockdown everyone is fine no one wears face mm-hmm. masks 
and then we realize there's a few cases. Everyone wears face masks again, mm-hmm. and then and then it goes down again, and then and then the moment the moment um it, 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 like they say oh there's not not many cases, no one wears face masks, and it just continually repeats. It's just this negative cycle of wearing and not wearing face masks to the point where like right now the Delta variant, it's just like if you don't wear face masks, like there's a very high chance that you you might be able to contract it, right? Yeah, apparently yeah, all it exactly. takes. Exactly, they're so wishy-washy with their plan, right? It's been it's been more than a year of this mm. pandemic, and yet it doesn't feel like they have a, they have you know different plans at the back at the back of the house, right? You know, plan A, B, C, D, E, right? As soon as uh, a case comes up or a couple of cases, right? They're like, oh, uh, what should we do? Uh, lockdown, maybe? Yeah, okay, <laughs> lockdown. Um, Wait, hold on. How many weeks? One week. No, maybe two. And they just—it's so wishy-washy, right? They just winging it, mm-hmm. and that's not—that's not right. Now we're suffering. Everyone is suffering <laughs> because of their incompetency. From all this general pandemic itself, there's a lot, a lot of things have changed around the world, um, and overall, this has definitely. Uh, accelerated some specific things around the world as well as causing a lot of harm in other parts of how we live today right so for for the things that have you know changed in terms of acceleration what what do you think has actually changed the most because of this general pandemic this pandemic definitely has accelerated the digital transformation Uh, so people are stuck at home the only source of entertainment is well, like watching streaming streaming videos online, uh, retail therapy online, and so in order for companies to stay competitive, they had to shift towards interacting mm. with customers through a digital channel, right? Um, so uh, probably not too noticeable, but heaps of new apps came out to make our life easier. Because, uh, for example, Zoom. Zoom came out. And it almost instantly just replaced Skype because we never we never had a need for these kind of applications until this pandemic came along. And the technology revolving around this conference calling stuff has just evolved so quickly. Yeah, that de- definitely. I feel like a lot of communication tools came out of this. Like, for example, I I know definitely like Slack is would have been used a lot more. Mm-hmm. A lot of collaborative tools were picked up a lot more because of the fact that we have to work virtually due to this um, pandemic around the world. And most of them feel very new as well, right? Because if these ex- thing, apps like these that existed before the pandemic were almost useless. Yeah, they definitely weren't used as much, right? Like you've got Atlassian's like Confluence and Jira, and I never really used them in my past um, workplaces. But I guess after, you know, switching jobs and with during a pandemic as well, I realized how, how useful and how, uh, how good they are to use in an agile and like work from home style. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel, I feel like this is these, these sorts of tools are prime. It's a prime time for them to be used, especially during a remote working setting. Um, another improvement I see is in the entertainment industry, 
Um, so that in itself, similar to the IT industry, right? People are trapped inside their homes, nothing to do. So a lot of sh new shows, new movies have come forward. And for K-pop, for example, right? They did really well. That's because they brought their platform online, right? They started filming their own variety shows and posted on YouTube where people can just watch it for free. Mm -hmm. And that kind of expanded the fan base, that expanded the reach. And also because people are not able to attend concerts personally, they just made online concerts, which you can pay for, for cheaper as well, just to see your star like performing. And that, that was, that was a hit. Have you ever tried those or like, would you recommend them? Because I, I think I'm a huge fan of live concerts and the ambience that comes with it. Right. So I went to a concert March, 2020 last year, and I have noticed on Spotify as well, they have a lot of online concerts that you can um, connect to via live stream. But I don't know if I'd still feel the same way at a at an online one. Did you, did you did you get a chance to attend one actually, Jeff? So my friend showed me this Japanese singer, and he booked out the whole mm -hmm. Tokyo Stadium. Oh. oh, okay. And it was just the singer and his band in the middle of the stage, oh. and there was no crowd, right? Ooh. And that was a different vibe because he used the whole stadium as his stage. So, you know, he walked to the, uh, you know, on like to the back of the stadium where the, where all the seats are and stuff. And they had a lot more freedom to do the special effects. Because, because like for me, like I only saw like video footage of, you know, K-pop singers, you know, performing live and then they're, they're practically surrounded by a screen. And then it's practically a lot of zoom calls and all of them are just watching them. <laughs> right. And they're, they're practically in the middle of the stage, just performing. Right. It, it looked pretty cool. I haven't attended it personally, but um, I, I would say that I just feel, I, I would believe that it definitely will be a different feel compared to what you usually enjoy, right? Dom? Yeah. Because like, it, it, it's, it's like watching movies. Mm. Like, you know how Disney Plus right now, you can like buy movies instead of going to theaters and watching it. Like, it's, it's totally different. I mean, unless you have a home theater system with your own, you know, your own mini theater with all the sound system and everything, it's definitely going to feel different. That's, that's how I see it anyway. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of um, other pros of, for example, companies now are a lot more aware of the benefits of allowing people to work from home. And I started a new job during this pandemic in December, 2020. And when I joined, a colleague told me about the benefits the company had. So since then, I've been lucky enough to claim a, a new monitor and half the price of an ergonomic chair. So, I mean, yes. There, I, I guess there are some good things that have come out from this. I, I feel like, like speaking on that, like companies are a lot more receptive to the fact that people can still do their work whilst working from home. Um, so yeah, because everyone practically operated, was able to operate during 2020 and were forced to operate in that manner. And now it's like living proof to companies that, you know, employees still do their work and I can't hold accountable for the output that they've had. Um, so that's, that's how I see it for it, more it based companies though. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Job. I think, I think, yeah, that definitely depends on your job as well. Like a lot of them are like, if it's in person, like for example, factories and stuff, like it's going to be, it's going to be hard to be working from home. You definitely need someone on the ground to do it. Or even like medical professions. Right. Like I, I like even just doing like teledoctor. Like uh, just calling in to to see the doctor, it's it's different because sometimes it's like something physical that the doctor needs to see to physically examine, 
and it's just hard to undertake that um, just via call. So, so I guess I guess those are some of the aspects in terms of accelerating accelerating the world and changing the world because of this pandemic. But there's definitely a lot of bad things that have come out from from this general pandemic. Like I, I know a lot a lot of people have gotten sick. You know, um, it's definitely changed changed the lives of many families. You know, some people have lost loved ones. Others have been stranded in different countries around the world because of border closures. Uh, mental health issues are on the rise, right? So, so like, and like, because of COVID nineteen, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But like, once it's died down a lot more, because because the first country that experienced COVID nineteen was China, there's a lot more negative sentiment towards Asian people as a result of this, um, and. Like, there's definitely a lot more racism around the community at this point in time. Mm. I know that both of you, similar to myself, have family overseas. Do you know if any of them were affected by COVID or by, like, racism? Um, my relatives are in Guangzhou. It sounds like the pandemic is handled pretty well there, though. Like, as soon as there's a case, the district goes immediately into hard lockdown. So no one can go out of the house and for groceries and stuff they get brought to you by like government workers so for them i guess in guangzhou they seem to be pretty safe so so for my own family like it was just kind of like lockdown like here um but i feel like within asian countries uh usually they try to keep it more under control because everyone ends up wearing face masks like it's less lax like people are still quite tense in terms of uh, being cognizant that COVID-19 is still amongst the community and that not everyone is vaccinated, right? But I feel like I feel like the pandemic definitely has affected students the most, actually. Not just, like, people in general, but, like, students. Because, like, with online education, I feel like graduates don't really get the chance to polish any soft skills that they would have mm. um, from, you know, the physical interactions they have in different societies, and just experiencing, like, for example, university life as well as, you know, high school life, right? Like, it's just really hard to stand out in the job market right now because everyone kind of isn't able to fully shine with activity activities that they've done external to just uh, being stuck in, at your own home uh, attending online lectures, right? Yeah, I can see that having an effect on my younger brother. And so he started uni, his first year uni, with the first lockdown and I can see how much of a horrible experience it was because there's no way for him to make friends right and you know as a teenager coming out of high school he was kind of awkward in social <laughs> settings um, so without being able to experience those social events with like um, uni activities etc there was no way he could improve so once lockdown was over once he could actually physically attend uni, once he could actually meet people here, I could see there was a massive improvement like in the academics and as well as soft skills and seem much happier too. That sounds good, but yeah, like I really feel for them. They've had a very different experience and not, I think the full flavor that school or university has to offer similar to what we've gone through. And they're definitely facing challenges that no one has really faced before. 
things that we took for granted, like hanging out with mates in between classes or going for a late night out after evening classes, they just they just don't have the same the same problems or the same like it's just so different. Yeah, I think I think just in general, like this pandemic has definitely changed how people interact. Like it's an undeniable fact that this has definitely changed the world. But I would say that the primary thing that everyone misses the most is just the real personal interactions and just, you know, checking up on everyone, you know, having a good laugh with family and friends, right? Mm. So like I would say that like in this app we talked a lot about our experiences with lockdown. Like as mentioned in the first part of this app, um, you know, the interactions is very vital. So whether you're in lockdown or no people affected by the t- pandemic, it's really always nice to just reach out and you know, make sure that everyone's doing okay, you know, catch up with everyone to make sure that everyone's mental health is going okay. And pay attention to our next episode coming out every fortnight. We'll all catch you guys later. Bye. Bye.